to you for your help today, Spirit of the living God. We ask that you have your way today. Minister life to us, Lord Jesus. Speak to our situation, Lord. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we are gathered again at your presence to receive from you. What drives men of vision, men of covenant in life is your word. We submit ourselves to the power of your word today. Whatever has been slowed and up until this moment, we command the momentum by the integrity of your word. Every destiny that has been slowed every life that had been held back we command an acceleration in the spirit by the rima of your word power will come to the weak strength will come to the feeble courage will come to the discouraged in the name of jesus we give you praise we thank you because we know you're faithful we thank you for your servants we thank you for our pastor we thank you because we know your hand is upon her. She's gone safely. She will come back safely. We thank you because our hearts are expecting a miracle. Do it, Lord. Do what only you alone can do, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And amen. And the church said amen. amen. Today. I'll be sharing with us on what I call songs in the night. Songs in the night. The passage we read in the book of Numbers, we saw a man who apparently was in contention with the opinion of man. His horizon was being limited by the lack of credential that other thought he did not have. Others thought Aaron was not qualified to be a priest over them. And they did not just think, they voiced it. And they did not only voice it, they stood against error. The Lord said, I am not going to approve by veto, I will approve by demonstration. God is not a Democrat, neither is he a Republican. <laughs> or do you respect to all of us who are hard followers of any of those people? But God is none of that. God is a superior God. God takes a nobody and makes them somebody. God takes the reject and makes them the appointed. God takes the insignificant, the obscure and put them at limelight. The crisis of your life is a necessary bedrock that you need to get to significance. Significance as it were for those who are trained by God will not come by manipulation. It will come by a clear manifestation of the hand of God that is incontestable. 
some of our disqualification is based on our color. The way you look. But God's election has nothing to do with looks. 1 Samuel chapter 16, the Bible says, the day the Lord was going to return sanity to Israel, he decided to change the leadership in the land. He sent his servant, who was human, but a prophet. Many times, many of us are tied to the aprons of prophets, but they are human. After all. <laughs> it's only God who is absolute. It's only God that does not make mistakes. Men and men are their best. And so, Samuel went to the house of Jesse to appoint a king. To replace a disobedient king. And God had spoken up Benicio that the man that I wanted was in the house of Jesse. So there was no discussion about that. And when Samuel got to the house of Jesse, when he saw Eliab, he looked like a king, but he was not a king. There are positions that God has specifically assigned for certain people. They may not look like it. Heliab looked like a king. And all his brothers looked like kings. And somewhere as anointed, as experienced as he was, thought, oh, he's the king. And God said, no. No, he's not a king. You want to know the king? In fact, the king is not here. How do you explain that? And I guess if the prophet was a man who was, like many of us today, was struggling with reputation, would have been wondering, oh God, but you spoke to me. How many of us have struggled with that before? We say, Lord, God spoke to me. He didn't say he didn't speak to you. You didn't hear the last word. <laughs> Indeed, he spoke that the king was in the house of Jesse. But Samuel did not ask, who among them is the king? And the Bible says, but I was a young boy. Wouldn't look like a king. He was ruddy. He was too handsome to be a king. He didn't look like a king. But that was God's choice. Today I'm going to speak a lot about election and of God. Many of us don't look like we're going to be anything, but you're God's choice. That's what matters. As I look at the scriptures... I see that the pattern of God is the same. God will not promote an untrained vessel. God will allow life to train you. For you to be perfectly fitted. For what he has designed. Mind the language. God will allow life. To train you. God will allow situation. To train you. 
God will use the vehicle of his word as a cordial to beat us into shape. But it is not to destroy. It is to reign. Job chapter 35 in verse 10 but no one says where is my maker who gives songs in the night who teaches us more than the beast of the field and make us wiser than the birds of the heavens. The process of God's maturity comes through training. And God's training is hard. But it's purposeful. God give us courage to change the things that we can. Grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. And give us the courage to change the things we can. Job said, God gives songs in the night. I'm very convinced. There are some of us today, our expectations have failed. In fact, preachers, when we come and we speak highfalutin words, we almost look like tear bearers. We depended so much on things, but we never got what we desired from them. Some of us are exhausted trying. And some of our troubles came shortly after our greatest victories. One of the most precarious times we need to watch out for as people of God is when we have the highest and the loudest celebration. Because we can experience an anticlimax. Shortly after that. And that's when many of our questions come. God, why? Just yesterday it was all celebration. Why now? The reason is simple. In the book of First Kings, Elijah was a man of God who was used tremendously. We don't know the father. The Bible only tells us in chapter 18, Elijah the Tishbite. That's all we knew about him. In chapter 19, God used him to bring an end to apostasy in the land. The 450 prophets of Baal were slaughtered by this man. The same chapter 19, the Bible says, that same day, a message came to Elijah, and Elijah said, oh God, I want to die. How do you expect a man who was used tremendously by God, who saw the glory and the power of God, to say that he wanted to die? Church, if you pray against it, Night seasons will come in your life. You can hold VGs tonight. It's not going to stop it. And it's going to come to every one of us at different junctions in our lives. 
In fact, one of the major reasons why God is the shepherd of your life is that he will allow you to go through it. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not why he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley. God is God of the mountain and also is God of the valley. Thy rod and the staff, they comfort me. God will allow valley experiences in our lives. They will come. If you're young and you haven't experienced it, this is the youngest day of your life. Tomorrow you'll be older than you are today. And it will come. It will come when you did not expect it. Because night season comes on us every day without our preparation. Isn't that true? It comes. And you know the interesting thing? The body responds to it. The body adjusts to it. Because God has made our disposition to adjust to night season. In Genesis chapter 1, I want to say this to you today. God is the God of the night season. God is aware night will come. And he is not moved that night will come. He does not panic about the night season of your life. You do, but he doesn't. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning God created heaven and earth. Verse 2. The Bible says, And darkness was upon the face. Sorry. And darkness filled the heart and there was void. Everything was formless and void. And the Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord moved on the face of the waters. Verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4. And the Lord made the light day and the darkness night. God was not intimidated by the surrounding of darkness. No, God wasn't moved by that. Because out of the darkness came the brighter light. The Bible says, and when God saw the light, it was very good. One of the most fantastic thing that we, things we can say is for us to be encouraged. But courage only comes when we have been through the night season. The night season is when God processes your faith. I do not believe you are a man of faith until your faith has germinated through the night. God allows the night season for us to grow, you will remain a jelly baby if you do not go through the night. Our faith has an opportunity to grow in the way we never thought when we go through the night season. And night season will occur to everyone. Can we turn our Bible to Psalm 77? The book of Psalm 77. Psalm 77, I'll read verses 6. Down. Let me just read. The Bible says, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and the Spirit makes diligent search. Verse 7. Will the Lord cast us off forever? 
Will he be favorable no more? As his mercy ceased forever? As his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And I said, this is my anguish. But I will remember. The years of the right hand of the Most High. God walks through adversities in life. In fact, the Genesis that we read, the Bible tells us, I think in verse 5 of chapter 1, the Bible says, and the evening and the morning was the first day. God starts our day through the night. That is his method. The calendar of God does not count the day before the night. It counts the night before the day. The reason why he does that is for us to know that in life, when the night season comes, don't lose Night is a time of darkness. And there are certain characteristics of darkness. In darkness, you do not know what's ahead of you. In fact, you don't know what is coming at you. Is that not correct? In darkness, you feel with fear of the unknown. That's what happens at night. In the book of Exodus, I think chapter 12, when God was going to destroy the firstborn of the Egyptians, he did it at night. And the Lord spoke to his people and said, put the blood on the lintel of the house, so that when the angel of destruction will pass through, when they shall see the blood, I will pass you over. Show me a man with a great morning, I will show you a man with a bad night. The joy that I have is that God will not allow you to be in the night season forever. The reason why we lose courage many times is that when you are in the night season of your life, you see others in their morning season. And you wonder, oh God, why me? And it occurred to me, God... Has arranged our experience like the normal, usual, natural experience of life. Today we are in the morning. I don't know what time is it in Japan or in Australia. At least I know in Nigeria they are about to heat the night. It's almost 6 o'clock or maybe 5 o'clock. We changed the clock yesterday. So when it's darkness on one side, it's morning time on the other side. Let me say this to you today. When you see all those in their money season, don't be jealous. Your money will come. The Bible tells us certain things about God, certain qualities about God. You know, what I love is when David was speaking, he said, you know, neither do you sleep nor do you slumber. In other words, when I'm in my night season, God is awake with me. God is awake in my night season. My night season is when I'm lonely. Have you noticed at night every other person goes away except you? Life seems to have hedged you in. It's as if your brain is about to explode with thoughts. How many of us have been through what I'm talking about before? You're about to explode. You feel that you're lonely. But the Bible says that God of Israel does not sleep. So while you are awake, he is awake with you. The Bible tells us about Paul and Silas in Acts of the Apostles chapter 12 verse 25. Sorry, chapter 16 verse 25. The Bible says, and at midnight, Paul 
and Silas started to pray and singing psalms to the Lord. In night season, it's a time of change. But the Bible says, even Paul and Silas went through the night season of their lives. The Bible tells us in Acts of the Apostles chapter 12, that Peter at night when he was arrested, was asleep, and the angel had to strike him before he was awake. There is always in everyone's life a night season of your life. But the good side of it, the night season, is what prepares you for the next level of your life. Why did I say that? In 2 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 2 of the Bible says, Paul was in a nice season. He didn't know what to do, the Bible says, and he said, because of this, I saw the law. Several times, three times I saw the law. Because I was looking for a solution. The Bible said, the law said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's for the apostle. In Psalm 119, I think 67, the Bible says, David was speaking to the Lord. David said, it was good that I was afflicted. I don't know how a man can speak like that. It was good. You want to look at it? Psalm 119, it says, Psalm 119 verse 70. Sorry, I'll read 71. David said, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Why did he say that? That I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Paul said affliction was good for him. In Exodus, why did I say this? Don't forget what I said. The night season of your life prepares you for God to move you to the next level of your life. Exodus chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, the more they afflicted the people, the more they multiplied and grew in the land. Sometimes the affliction comes, but God causes you to multiply in the midst of affliction. The more they were oppressed, the more they blossom. The more they were bound and beaten down, the more God expanded them from under, such that the enemy couldn't hold them again. The Bible, their number so increased, it intimidated fear. Erod. Uh, How can these people continue to grow in spite of all that we did to them? Today, if you're in your night season, I have a word from the Lord to you. You are about to break into a new season of your life, a time you have never seen before, an experience you have never had before, the joy that you have never experienced before. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with singing and our tongue with laughter. Then they say, the Lord has done great things for them. Whereof they are glad. When you go through the night season of your life, you don't walk by sight. Because nothing works in the natural. You only have to keep on walking by faith. That is the only way things move when you get to the night season. And it can happen to anyone. I read this story and it thrilled me that Martin Luther King, one of the, not junior, the protestant, the, one of the protestants, I think that was the man who started the protestant movement, Martin Luther King. The story had it that Martin Luther King you know, it was mightily used of God. You know, it was the man who started the Joshua Lee by faith, who stood headlong with Catholicism and the papacy. The story had one of the days he was invited into the, you know, into the coven of the papacy. He stood in the midst of them. He said, on this I stand and I do no order. 
The just shall live by faith. You will have assumed such a man was, you know, operating by immense faith and courage. But in one of the days, he entered into a night season. He preached and preached and nobody came to know the Lord and the man withdrew back and told his wife, you know what? I withdraw from preaching. Nothing is happening. And they decided to call it quit. And the wife did not nag him. The wife just kept quiet. When it was evening time, the wife dressed up in black. All dressed in black. The hedge, everything was black. The shoe, everything black. And then she was on her way out. And then Martin saw him, I saw her and said, Where are you going? She said, There's a foreigner in church. Or a foreigner, and I don't know about it. She said, Yes, you don't know. Who died? She said, God died. God died. He's been dead a long time. He's been dead since you were in that room, locked yourself up that you're not doing anything for God again. He's been dead. If he's not dead, you need to get out of where you are and be on the feed for him. God is dead. The story, that was the last time he ever withdrew from public service. You never know what God can do in your night season. There's a story of one of the, you know, the men that God used when he got to a level in his life, he thought, well, he's done enough, he wanted to retire. But the greatest manifestation of the power of God came in his life when he retired. That night, he said, oh God, I'm done with it. Let the coming generation take over from me. He, he went by the stairs to sleep upstairs. And people were waiting outside and they were wailing and shouting. When he was coming down, right there on the staircase, the miracles began to happen. When he had retired. When he thought all was done, there was nothing to be done any longer. What am I saying today? God will allow night season. Let me also say something very encouraging. The greatest surgeries of God comes in the night. <laughs> the greatest surgeries of God. God is the greatest surgeon. The greatest surgery comes in the night. What do I mean by in the night? God steps in when your effort is finished. When you have the power to work, God will allow you to do everything you can. David said, you know, in the book of Psalms, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When you are at the point at which you are down for nothing, then you know that God is up to something in your life. When you're down to nothing, nothing else counts. Then God is up to something in your life. How do I know that? Genesis chapter 15. When God was about to cut covenant with Abraham, God ensured the man was asleep. He brought all the articles of sacrifice. And God caused him to be in deep sleep. And God said, this is a covenant I will make with you and with your descendants after you. But it only came in the night. Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2. When God was about to bring the greatest and most beautiful creation of God. He caused Adam to sleep. Adam couldn't, was awake. There was nothing God could do. He ensured that Adam was asleep. Only God knows what he can do in the night season of your life. You know, many times, we try to rescue people from their night season. Many times. We pray for them. Oh God, they are going through crisis. If it is a crisis engineered by God, there will be no deliverance. We know why? Because God knows the end from the very beginning. He's working in their life to bring them into a place of abundance. And we are trying to hinder God from doing what he says he will do in their lives. You know, many times we are insensitive as believers. We are insensitive people. Before you pray for people, try to understand the season in which they are in their lives. Don't escape God's training 
It is the best place to be. God's training will always bring you an end result you will live to remember the days of your life. When David was left alone, abandoned by his father, God showed up. God allowed the animals to come. Allowed lion to come. Because if I were a young man, I would have complained, God, why did you allow them to leave me alone in the bush with the animals? But God was preparing David to be a king in Israel. I said something to my wife this week. I said, do you know that Joseph was never vindicated that he did not sleep with Potiphar's wife? I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. There was no mention in his story. They left him in the prison and nobody bothered to care. I mean, nobody cared to ask how many of us have been seeking justice? Don't seek justice, seek God. There was no justice to Joseph. How many of you know what I'm talking about? No justice. When God is walking you through life, there may not be justice. But there will be a throne. <laughs> there will be a throne. That's exactly what happened to Joseph. No justice. There was a throne. I would rather go for the throne than for the justice. I don't know what your choice will be, but I would rather go for the throne than going for the justice. In this story we read, I'm about to close. Numbers chapter 17, a group of people came together and said, this man is not supposed to be our leader. We don't want him. And God said, bring the rods. When you're about to enter into another level of blessing in your life, there will be a dispute over your life. Expect it. It's going to happen. There will be a dispute. But God will allow the dispute. Somebody is going to feel that they are more qualified to be in your position than yourself. The reason why all the men in the land stood against Aaron was because they felt they were more qualified than Aaron. But it's not about qualification. It's about God's election. I love God and I want you to listen to me now. I think I can preach now. I'm about to close. You need to understand God's election. God's election is not man's election. Man will select what God will elect. And when God elects, you better accept his choice because it's the best choice you can ever have. The Bible said the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. Before you were formed in the belly of your mother, I knew you. And I've ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. John chapter 15 verse 16. You did not choose me. I chose you. That you may be fruitful. That you may bear fruit. And that your fruit may remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, that he will give unto you. That's God's election. Who could have taught you be a child of God today with the life you have led before? Given to the dead. But God said, it's now for me to take you out of the dunghill. And I will make you a prince unto myself. Jacob was neglected, was abandoned. But the Bible says, one day... One night, he had an encounter with God. And he was no more Jacob. He became Israel. God is able to make his election approved to the world. You know why God would choose? God wanted to prove to everyone that Heron was his choice. You came here with dead elements in your life. You're in your night season. When your money comes, the Bible says, Weep him and you're for a night. But joy comes in the morning. The Bible says he turned money into dancing. Everyone thought they were the same. And the Bible says that the next day when they saw the rods that were placed in the testimony, in front of the testimony, one rod had not only budded. I want you to look at the story. The rod had budded, the rod had fruits, and the fruit were ripe. Oh my God. A rod that did not have any attachment with soil. Had no connection with a natural factor. But supernaturally there was, oh my God, there was something sustaining the rod. The power of God came upon that rod. And it began to board. 
As he brought, he bring, he brought forth fruit. And the fruit was ripe. John chapter 14. I'm going to close here. John chapter 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 7. John chapter 14, verse 7. For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again. That its tender shoot will not cease. Though its root may grow in the earth, its stump may die in the ground. Yet, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. This plant was dead, but still had an attachment with soil. But the the, the rod of Aaron had no connection with the natural factor. And yet, God caused it to bring forth fruit, and the fruit was ripe. You may not have the right connection with the natural factor, but if your connection with the heavenly factor is intact, you begin to bring forth fruit. The Lord is saying your fruit will ripe. It will be an obvious manifestation of the hand of God upon your life. God settled the case once and for all. There was no question about what God has done. It was settled once and for all. And you know what? When you're in your night season, God is about to distinguish you. That's what he did. But the following day, who could have argued with an evidence? Could you argue with an evidence? It was obvious whose choice was God. Hero was God's choice. I use God's choice today. Let me leave you with two points or three and then we'll pray. What do you do in the night season? What do you do? It's important to know what to do in the night season. Number one, recognize the season in which you are. Recognize what? I love what the scripture says in the book of Luke chapter 5. Peter came to Jesus and said, we've toyed all night. So sometime in the night you toil. We've toyed all night. and We have caught nothing. The night season is the time of nothing. We've toyed all night and we have caught nothing. Luke chapter 5. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Number 2. Know that seasons come and seasons go. But God is constant. Seasons come and seasons go. But God is what? And remember that however dark it is today, the day is going to break. The day is going to break. Number three. In the night season, remember to seek his word. Peter said, nevertheless, I'm in night season. We caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the night. At your word, I will let down the night. His word is the factory for faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, through faith we understand that the words were framed put together, put into shape, framed into a proper alignment by the word of God. Through faith we understand. Seek to know what he is saying in the night season. And lastly, in the night season, keep your music on. Keep your what? Don't drop the harp. Keep playing. In your night season, keep playing. Keep singing. Keep talking to the Lord. Keep confessing His word. Don't drop the music. Keep the music going on. Because God is about to bring a money in your night season. We need to keep the music on. 
Keep the music on. Nothing triggers a reaction from hell. Like a man in the night season who refuses to give up. But keep the music on. Keep the music on. Even when you don't look like it, keep the music on. Let's stand together to pray. God gives songs in the night. What a God we serve. He gives songs in the night. Are you in the night season of your life? Some of us have been waiting for God to do something for a long time. And you cry and you're in pain. And you keep wondering, oh God, why? It's happening for everybody but except me. Don't complain. Your rod is about to board. <laughs> You've waited for a life partner, but you're going, you're doing it in the right way. You're doing it in the Lord's way. You do not want to compromise the standard of the truth. You know you cannot be equally yoked with unbeliever. And your heart is set and fixed on the truth. You know what? When he comes, everybody knows he has come. God has reserved the best for those who waited on him. You have waited on him this long, he will not give you a second best. Oh yes, he won't give you a second best. Yes, he won't give you a second best. It's so easy to settle for an Ishmael. But your Isaac is about to come. I say it again. It's so easy to settle for an Ishmael. But your Isaac is about to come. Your Isaac is about to come. Isaac carries the covenant of God. Isaac will not die. Isaac will live. Isaac will not carry a curse. Isaac comes with a blessing. Don't settle for Ishmael. Ishmael is a cursed individual. Settle for Isaac. Let's close our eyes to the Lord. Lord, give me songs in the night. My brother, can you play for us? I like to sing the but I don't know it, but I know a part of it. God is good all the time. Of praise in his heart of mine. God is good all the time. All the time, through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. I say God is good. God is good. All the time. Can we sing it to the Lord? God is good all the time. God is good. How the time he put a song of praise in my heart. So songs of praise in his heart of mine. God is good all the time, all the time. Through the darkest night, his light will shine. God is good. He's good. God is good. He's good. All the time. Hallelujah. Is anybody here who knows it? Does anybody know it? You can sing it confidently. You know it, my brother. Can you sing it? Oh, you know it? Let's sing. Let's sing it in a faster form. God is good. All the time. In the heart of mine, God is good all the time. Oh, yes. God is good all the time. 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 
Hallelujah. Let's bow down our heads to prayer. You came into this place today in pain. This is not my word. This is his word. His word says he gives songs in the night. You've become a project. Everybody has been talking about you. That you are an impossible individual. But God is not looking at you that way. God is looking at you like a laboratory. He's about to demonstrate and show to the world the best of his invention through your life. You're about to become joy of many generations. No one could have thought that Naomi would carry a baby in her hands. She became a byword. In fact, a lot would have said she was cursed. But God was waiting for the right time. He was waiting for the right time. I want to say to you today, your right time has come. Your right season has come. Father, we want to thank you this morning because we know you are good. Regardless of what we go through, you are a good God. We bless you. Thank you for your word. You've given us seed today, many of us. Spirit of the living God. Confirm this word. Let there be a witness in the spirit of your people. The Bible says the spirit bears witness within us. That we're children of God. Let there be a witness. The following day there was a witness. Because the rods were kept in the tabernacle of witness. Lord, let there be a witness. Let there be a testimony. <laughs> that indeed, you have given songs in the night. Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning, you haven't known Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God can give you songs in the night. But the most beautiful song they can ever give you is for you to have a relationship with Him. To know that He died for you. To know that He came to the world to die on the cross to shed His blood just for you. I want everybody to close their eyes and every head bow. If you hear your sin, Lord, today.